0: What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Contractor Secrets Podcast. Today, I spend a little time diving deep into really what's going on in my business. Some of you will resonate with it. Some of you will relate to it. Uh, some of you will look at it and say, I do not want to go through that. I will uh, make some changes. Uh, you know, So this is super exciting because uh, I was able to kind of articulate some real uh, life experience with what's going on in my business. So if you uh, want to hear a little bit about it, stay tuned. It starts right now. Contractors all over the world are wanting more, more time, more freedom, more impact. The way we do this is through implementing systems, processes, standards. Welcome to the Contractor Secrets Podcast. Here we hit business strategy, coaching, mindset, motivation, the tools you need for success. So strap in, listen up, and get ready to grow on the Contractor Secrets Podcast. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Contractor Secrets Podcast. So it has been a stretch of, I'd say, eight to nine weeks for me, probably the hardest stretch that I've ever dealt with in business. You may have heard a little bit about it. I did an episode on here uh, relating to adversity in business, and uh, that will give you a little bit of insight, but it didn't stop there. Um, It's just been such a series of events, and it's important that I talk about these because we all go through them. Um, you know, and as long as you keep your head down and you keep pushing, you'll usually come out of it favorably. You're going to come out of it either way. You either come out of it banged up, bruised up, didn't learn anything, didn't make any changes because the cycle of, of craziness went, you know, came and went, um, or you come out of it with a fresh perspective, sometimes new people, um, you know, and then uh, just a new mindset about, about your business. Uh, first things first, you know, this I just want to hit this hard. If you own a business, it's going to affect your family. It's going to affect your loved ones. You know, we are not major corporations here where we can put all of that pressure and tension on the big brand. We are the brand. Most of us listening to this. So why is it important to have a good mindset? Simply because that's your foundation. You know, how you interpret situations and how you respond to scenarios, in most cases adversity. Uh, Really makes the difference, and uh, whether or not you um, really just are successful and can seize opportunity with confidence, or uh, you have doubt, fear, um, and you're kind of a little scared to grow simply because you don't want to you don't want to push the needle, you don't want to do go through that again. You know, you don't want to do those things. So, you know, there's some things I want to talk about. I want to tell you a little bit about my last few weeks. Uh, in my painting business. uh, That's important because I want you to know that I do more than just this podcast and drip jobs. I really am in it um, as a painting contractor and a flooring contractor. You know, it's funny the other day I have, uh, I have three hats. So I have my drip jobs hat. I have my premium flooring hat and I have my premium painting hat. Um, Because of the situations I was in, I had to do an estimate. So I wore my premium painting hat. Um, then I had to do a flooring estimate. So I wear my premium flooring hat and then I came home to do a demo and, uh, I wore my drip jobs hat. So, you know, it's okay to wear, uh, multiple hats as long as it's on your terms, you know? Um, and in some cases it's not, you know, but, uh, I just thought that was pretty cool. Um, you know, just, just being, being so, uh, in, in, involved, um, in my businesses and it's not a bad thing. Uh, you know, again, it was just, uh, it was a brief thing, you know. I don't have to wear all the hats uh, at this time, you know, which which is the goal for a lot of you. So, with that said, um, I want to talk to you about the last six weeks. So, I came home from uh, that event and uh, that I did back in May, and this is how far back this storm that my business was in um, has 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 been. I mean, it really was. I mean, we got hammered with customers that were just different um, than what we're used to. I mean, you know, right off the bat, my team got hit with an interior on a job that I took my fault, uh, with fresh drywall and the customer was a perfectionist. My team doesn't have reps on this and it required me to actually put on painter's pants and go and paint with my team. And I have not done that in at least three years. Um, that is the level of crazy that this job, Uh, had gotten us to. And it wasn't so much the fact that they weren't doing a good job. It was the fact that I needed to get them away from this customer. And I needed to be there because it was causing major stress. I was getting phone calls from my project manager. You know, there was little arguments happening between the crews, uh, between the crew. And I'm like, there's no way I'm letting this customer hurt our company morale. So I stepped in. I'm like, Whatever happens and any communication that happens on that job site is coming through me. Um, It immediately ceased, you know, because as a business owner, you bring a certain presence to the table, you know, and it was it was one of those things where I got to learn a little bit about my team, you know. And one thing that I saw was that I was so proud of uh, Shamel's crew and how he handled it and how how well of a job they did. And in some cases you get crazy customers, right? I mean, that happens. Uh, but what it did was, is it, is it created a lot of stress? Uh, there was a time period in this job where there was a weekend that went by, uh, where the job was unfinished. And over the weekend, the customers calling and texting and Monday morning, they're, they're stressing me out, you know, about, you know, how the job's not to the standard. And and I'm like, like the job's not finished, you know? So, uh, some of you are nodding your head, you've dealt with this. Um, and that's why I opened this up, this podcast up with, Hey, we are the business. We feel these things. I was depressed the whole weekend. Honestly. I mean, I was, I was spaced out. I wasn't, I wasn't myself because I let this stuff get to me because I have such a high standard and that standard is literally, I mean, that's what our, that's how we survive. Our standard is what we need, is what we use for survival in this business. That's what separates us. That's what, you know, that's what creates the company morale. And uh, it was a wake up call because, um, you know, I was proud of myself for having such a high standard. But, you know, again, we we took the wrong customer. We took the wrong job. Um, so that was good because now I can check that box and say, if this ever happens again, you're going to remember this one. So um, on the other side. You know, I don't know if you guys seen, I had someone that retired. One of my long term, uh, long time employees, uh, Louie, you probably heard me talk about him on the podcast every once in a while he retired. Um, so super happy for him. Um, you know, and that threw a major, major wrench cause I wasn't expecting it. Um, he gave me a two week notice and told me, you know, it was just time and that's fine. Um, what it did, you know, the mindset was, okay, here's a cool, here's a couple cool things that are going to happen. Number one, I have an opportunity to get someone else in Louis's position. Number two, I have an opportunity to see how strong my company really is. You know, how can we adjust from somebody that typically I never had to even look at in terms of his jobs. I didn't have to even, you know, check. You know, because I just knew that Louis handled it, um, and that's not a good thing, guys. Be honest with you, it's not. You know, there were, there there were things that Louis compromised on that Chamel's crew didn't compromise on. And it was just one of those things where it's like, you know, in business you wanna create consistency. So for me, um, it was again, another opportunity to grow. And this happened literally right at the time I was going for this crazy customer. So, you know, typically my business is like cherry, man. Like we're, we're smooth, you know, we put enough guys on the job where it's never really a problem, you know, but we had a crazy customer. My longest tenured, most experienced, Craftsperson retires. Okay. So that was my week. Um, what does that mean? Well, that means how someone had to step up. So I hired a gentleman named Ray about a month prior, and Ray just really just brought it to the table. And this is why your hiring is so important. There should be a certain level of, you know, standard when it comes to the hiring of like what you're really looking for. And what I look for is people that have attention to detail. So they go through my whole hiring process and people that are leaders of themselves that's it you know because if you can lead yourself not saying that you need to lead a family but then there's a good chance you're probably going to be able to lead my crew but if you're not a leader of yourself in other words if you have chaos going on around you there's no way that you could lead my crew or lead myself yourself on my job um and ray really just showcased just his ability to lead you you could just tell when i did the interview um that he was just a gentleman that if an opportunity came up he wanted it and his opportunity came up with louis blessing so he was with louis crew and louis came to me and said look you got a good guy in ray i trust him i think he's going to be good to lead your crew you know and and for us in my business this is a big deal because that's half of the business we do two crews we generate a little over a million in a year you know this is a big deal he's going to be responsible for producing a lot of work so you know That was surprising to me. You know, he gave him his blessing on that. And then I agreed just based off of his, you know, his, his leadership that he's shown. Um, So, you know, Ray stepped up. Now, the issue was, is that I had the biggest job we've taken all year. It was a $22,000 brick house. This job was supposed to go to Shamel. Shamel seasoned, knows exactly what to do, knows the approach, knows how to do it. So what happens? Shamel is behind on the crazy customer that I had to go help him with, and then I had to give that job to Ray, his first job. This was an absolute challenge, okay? Again, this required me to have to go back into the field. I had to be there every single day, game planning with Ray and his three that he had. And what did this do? Man, this really opened my eyes to the crew members that were on Louis's team. This showed me, hey, 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 these guys are not up to par. From what I understood, based off of just hearing things from Louie and seeing the quality of his work, his team was firing off of all cylinders. Well, some of the two, two of the two of the four uh, were falling through the cracks. You know, their work ethic was subpar, uh, their t- attention to detail was subpar, their attitudes were subpar. And I didn't really know this because I was just so far removed. You guys know this. I work, I work from the office all day, um, and again, I have a certain level of trust with my team. And unless I was forced to really get into the field, chances are I would have never saw it. So I get into the field. I start paying attention to how some of the prep is being done. I start paying attention to how some of the flow is being done, and I'm not happy. Ray has one right hand man. He's he was our he was the spray guy for the crew. So he was responsible to do all the the heavy spraying, spraying soffits, spraying gutters, spraying uh you know doors. Right. So this is where Ray never really had skills in. He never had to do it. So he was just you know Ray was managing and handling cut work and customer relationship, and then Wayne was handling spraying and doing all that stuff. So it was kind of good because Ray had a strong hand with him as we refined this crew. So during that week, um, the two members that uh, Ray had with him, I personally had to let them go as tough as that was. So now I got Shamel still battling his other customer over there, uh, very close to getting done. And I have Ray with one other person on a $22,000 job. So what did I have to do? I had to reference my hiring. I had to get going on hiring. So as I'm getting going on hiring, like the customer, she really liked me because I sold this job. I did this estimate. Um, and I had Chris, my supervisor slash estimator, he was helping Ray out now. So I have three guys on the job, but she could tell something was off because I promised her that there'd be four or five guys typically like I usually do. Um, so I, I went right back to my hiring system and I, and I knew I had to do it, um, ASAP. So I I had an applicant come in. His name was Jeremy. Um, Jeremy, man, like this kid is one of the hungriest kids I've ever brought in. Um, He he works overnight at Walmart three nights a week and wants to be a full time painting contractor. He went to school. He went to trade school for industrial painting and never had an opportunity to use his skill sets. So you know, for me, um, you know, it was just one of those things where, you know. I saw an opportunity to give someone an opportunity who who really wanted it. Um, and, you know, typically I'm like, hey, you know, uh, don't say, you know, come start tomorrow. He went through my process. He filled out the application, went through the form, phone interview, sat down, in-person interview. I'm like, hey, man, you know, listen, I need you to start tomorrow. We're on a big job. Um, as long as the background check comes back, which usually it does really quick, um, you're good to go. So it actually worked out really good. I was able to bring Jeremy on the job. So now we have a crew of three, Ray, Wayne, Jeremy, and Chris is helping out. Again, massive job. On the other side, I got Shamel finishing up finally, uh, that crazy job he was on. And then I put them on a massive airplane hangar slash home. If you guys are in my Facebook group, you probably saw it. It's the big blue one. Um, another 20 some thousand dollar job. So you guys got to understand, like, Typically, my job sizes are between five and 6,000 on average. We're getting hit back to back, and I didn't plan it this way. It just happened this way, Um, and unfortunately, we had to respond. So if you can imagine, maybe you notice, like podcasts haven't been coming out as much because I've been stretched so thin just like having to go deep into the business, but I was in there with a certain level of poise because I've been here before, not to this extent, but... I didn't panic. And I think the message I'm trying to come across to you as you hear my story of the last you know, six weeks is that you have to be polished as a leader. People are looking to you for how they're going to respond. If they know that you're panicking, then they're going to panic. You're the leader. Right? So for me, when I was going in there, it was a certain level of we got this. Even inside, I was like, oh, I don't know if we got this. <laughs> you know, it was one of those things. But the customer felt my confidence The employees felt my confidence, my new hire felt my confidence, and I had a goal in mind. I have to get back to my system, which is two crews of four, Chris is the supervisor slash estimator, and we're rocking and rolling, right? So as you guys, if you're following my story, you know, Shamel's crew is banging them out, right? Solid crew, don't need to mess with them. They're good. Thank God. Shamel's been doing an amazing job. On the right-hand side, again, we have Ray, Wayne, which is my spray guy, and then Jeremy. OK, guess what? Next day after Jeremy comes, Wayne comes up to me and says, hey, man, I have to help my mother in Maryland. Um, unfortunately, I have to I have to quit. <laughs> I'm like, what? OK, what? Jeremy just started. Ray is still learning how to be a manager. And we're in the middle of this brick home that requires primer. Like, I mean, I'm talking like a level nine out of 10 job that typically Louie was supposed to do or Shamel would have had to do simply just because of their experience. So I'm like, what? So, you know, Wayne did give me a notice. So I was like, you know, okay, great. Well, he can hang out, um, you know, for the duration of the job. And Wayne's been with me for almost two years. So I didn't even see this coming. He's like, dude, I know the timing isn't right. And great guy. You know, he just has to help his mom. You know, it happens. So now I'm in it, right? I'm still in it. So I'm like, you know, oh my gosh, what do I do? So I compromised. I compromised. And I'm going to tell you what happened. Okay, so a while back I had a crew member that worked his way up to be a manager in my company. Um in terms of, you know, in terms of his skill set, phenomenal skill set. I mean, just really, you know, and, and I use that lightly because you know, he moves fast and sometimes we we look at speed and we overlook efficiency and quality because some people are geared for speed. And typically, whenever this person worked for us before, there'd be somebody to look at quality. He would go fast and then somebody would come up behind him and 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 refine, you know, his speed because sometimes it gets a little sloppy. Um, he wound up being a project manager for me, one, managing one of my crews. You know, he dropped the standard at one point and I fired him. I let him go. Um. And Shamel knows him. They're friends. He called me. said, hey, you know, he's looking for another opportunity. And I'm like, well, well I mean, he called at the right time, you know, because this was about a year and a half ago. Um, and there was never an issue with, you know, his character uh, in terms of like his personality. Like it, it was just like he just dropped the ball. Like and it was just one of those things where it was like, hey, man, I have to let you go. You're just you just don't care as much as you used to. And we parted on mutual terms. and That was really it. Um, he calls at the perfect time. And I'm like, you know what, man? You know, and typically I don't rehire, you know, I've never really done that. It's not that I don't believe in it. It's just like, you know, like in a situation where Wayne has to help his mom, like, yeah, sure. Like he he's, he's going to come back, you know, but this individual, he was let go. Like, and, and typically I don't really think you know, people are really going to change their, their, you know, change how they are. Like, I just don't really believe in that unless there's like this major, like, Hey man, it'll never happen again. Like, you know, whatever. But I was desperate guys, be honest with you, you know, and I was desperate. I needed help. I had no, and, and this guy knows our system. This guy knows how we do it. And I'm like, Ray needs, Ray needs a strong hand here. (sighs) So I still take him through my hiring process. I'm not compromising to that level. I say, listen, have him, you know, go through the process. You know, once, once he does that, I'm going to call him, you know, talk on the phone. And I invited him to sit down with me uh, for an in-person interview again. So we chop it up. It was one of those things where we, you know, you know, talked about why he was released from the company, um, you know, and uh, it was, it was interesting. Cause I'm like, listen, man, you're not going to run a crew again. Right. I don't know if you guys have ever been in that position where you have somebody that's ran a crew and then you have to put them back in a position where they're just, working for someone who's running a crew who doesn't have as much experience. So it was an opportunity for this individual to either humble himself and help, uh, Ray, uh, be extraordinary, uh, or, you know, kind of make it to where he's unhappy about being in that role and kind of points out flaws. And, uh, I gave him the benefit of the doubt. I said, look, man, you help this person be a better manager. You're not going to be a manager right now, but you need to help him. You know, you've done this before he needs help. Um, and it was a bad move, you know, just, just, you know, he worked with us on that job, helped us get it done. Um, but the issue was, is that Ray being a new manager, caring about the opportunity to be a manager, he was now forced to battle the ego of, of this individual that I brought in, uh, which was really hard because there was, there was, it just came back out. And it was one of those things where, you know, I had another decision to make. I said, look, you know, here's the deal, man. it's not working out. Okay. Sorry, man. I can't compromise Ray. He's doing a great job. He's my guy. And you had an opportunity to help him. Um, and I just didn't feel like that. You took that opportunity to help him, which, which would have helped me, which is helping you, you know? So again, like, again, I had to make that swift decision and I encourage any of you make the swift decision because what does that do? It forces you to grow. So I'm three weeks into this guys, four weeks into this now. And I'm just like battling my crew. Like it's never, it hasn't been like this before. So we're continuing the journey here and I appreciate you following along because I, I just want you guys to know that the struggles are real. Some of you guys are nodding your head. You're like, yeah, I've been through this, man. This is real. I mean, this is this is how you do it. But I did, I, so I let him go. What did that force me to do? Go back to hiring. And there's a certain level of like boldness you got to have with hiring. It's like, you got to be diligent in hiring. And I learned my lesson with, with that eye compromise. I'm not even going to lie. But what did that force me to do? Get back into hiring. So I looked at my applicants on Indeed went through the Google forms that were filled out, reached out to a gentleman uh, named Bo and uh, called Bo. Um, and I s- set up a phone interview. I said, hey, man, you know, I look through your application. You seem like you have a good set of skills. You know, I'm interested to see if you'd be, uh, you know, interested, uh, you know, in working with us. I just have a few questions for you. You know, first things first, you know, you know, why are you leaving your current job? And uh, he's like, well, you know, the, the, the boss that I work for, man, he just goes on vacation, doesn't tell us. And sometimes I'm only getting 20, 24 hours of work a week, you know, and, and in my head, I was, I I was thinking, man, you know, I have something special, you know, I care about my team, you know? And it's like, I want people that care about me and my company just as much as I care about them, because that'll never happen. Like you'll always get your 40 hours. And like, to me, it's just like, obviously those of you listening, it's a no brainer, but you know, the standard out there is that, you know, what you're hearing just from this podcast is like, there is, there is not that much respect for the people that work for people in painting businesses and it's like you gotta understand that so please don't ever think that there's not good people out there remember i always say this the best people want to go to a better opportunity so it was great because this guy was an a plus great attitude hard worker can cut man he can cut Um, you know, he's got, he's just got, you know, just an excitement about the trade loves it. He's been doing it for, I think like eight years. And I said, man, let's meet at Starbucks. Um, and then once we had the in-person interview and chatted it up, I hired him. So now Ray's got Ray, Jeremy and Bo, you know, and now we have these, these two new guys alongside Ray that are willing to learn. And it was so cool because like, you know, now we can really implement like our process. Right. Cause again, with Louie, it was like, Hey, Louie did it his way. It gets done right. But it wasn't like it wasn't like an official way that when we bring people in, like there wasn't he wasn't following the SOP. Um, And that's something that, again, it's my fault because, you know, comfort and convenience, guys, you know, we're all guilty of it. But it was so cool because even through all this adversity, I was able to bring in new people with a fresh perspective to give ray the best shot at being successful i could have left that other individual with him and said you know what this is comfortable for me um this guy's a really good painter he could do a lot he his volume is insane but I went even deeper into the hole to get him out of there, recognized I made a mistake for the benefit of the people that I want to be a part of my business, the people that have my back. Um, and that sometimes is some of the hardest decisions you're going to have to make, even if it's comfortable, even if this person is a friend, even if this person has been with you for however long, letting them go is going to free you. All right. So now we have this like new team, man. It was awesome. Right. So they finished the job, flying colors, 10 star review from the lady. She was so happy. Wayne now retires. Now the guys are on their own, right? So it was it's been it's been a little rocky, right? Because now Ray has two kind of newbies. No one on the team can really, really spray. Ray's been learning, so Ray's kind of getting it. And we do a lot of soffits, doors, you know, things that require spraying. So they go and do a job by themselves. And uh I'm thinking that they're gonna hit it because they just came off of a really strong job. Um, I go to the job after it's done, and you know, we're just like we were, we just weren't there. Like I was looking at some things cause I had put a little pressure on them. Like, Hey guys, we got to finish this one, get to the next one. And I get to the job and like, there's misses, there's overspray. There's like little things that like, I'm just like, this is not our standard. I've never been so like shocked at what my team put out. And I, and I call Ray, I'm like, Ray, dude, you got to come over here. Like now we got to go through this. And the customer came outside and I'm like, listen, I know that you're seeing some things and I know you're a little upset. Please consider this an unfinished job. Please give me to the end of today uh, to get this right. Because the team had already left at 10 o'clock because the goal was for them to leave at 10 o'clock and go start the next job. I called Ray and was under the impression that it was ready for me to to check or ready for Chris to check. So I went there to check and it was not ready. I mean, there was a whole day of work there touching up. So I called Ray. I'm like, man, you got to come over here ASAP. Ray comes over and I'm like, listen, man, first things first, you got to understand I am not upset. This is going to be a coaching moment right now, dude. This is not our standard, okay? What upsets me the most is that you looked at this and you let it go. And I want to make sure that I teach you what to look for. So if that ever happens again, I know that it was deliberate, but maybe you didn't see it. So we're, we, we walked around the entire house. Ray looks me in the eye and said, look, man, I'm so embarrassed. I'm going to make this right. This will never happen again. And in my head, I'm thinking like, what an attitude to have. So, what an attitude to have. He handled it. He brought the guys back to the house. He called them. We stopped the other job. We called them back. Everyone worked till about five or six. Customer was so happy. We even threw in painting his porch just as an extra, uh, just to say thank you. So, we got a five star review from the customer, and Ray made it right. And what I said was, is like, again, it affirmed to me you can't teach character, you can teach skill. And I'm so glad that during my hiring process, during this crazy time, although it was crazy, I was able to filter out the people that aren't the best fit for my company, I was able to filter out um, the processes that weren't the best fit for my company, and I was able to, like, if if all that adversity hadn't happened, then I'd still have the same crews slowly compromising every single job. When now I feel like I mean we have a powerhouse team and it's the best feeling as a business owner. It's like, man, now you now you sell more because you're more confident. Now you, now you you just wanna you wanna do better things. Like you wanna you wanna sit down and write processes and you wanna, you know, get everyone involved in the apps. And it's like so motivational. And some of you listening to this right now are probably could be a little depressed because you know you don't like your team. You know that the people who you have with you aren't for you, they're for themselves. So what happens? So I was like, listen, all right, here's the idea. All right, what we're gonna do is we're going to, and this was Chris's idea, cause I was like, we can't have this happen again. Like, I mean, you know, I appreciate them fixing it, but they need to be trained, right? And we don't have a training facility. We're not there yet. You know, shout out to Nick Slavic. That guy's got the best training um, for his painters and that's definitely the gold star. But for what we have, you know, we don't have anything like that. And it's, you know, it's time like to get something or at least put something in place. So Chris is like, you know what you need to do? You need to send Shamel over to Ray's crew and have him train them uh, on a job. And I was like, wow, you know, that's a phenomenal idea, you know, and I wanted to run that by Ray. I said, look, man, you know, Ray, I think this is an opportunity um, for you to learn from somebody that does this every day to the standard that we want. You know, I'm just curious what you would think about that. And uh, and and obviously I, want, I I was going to make it happen either way, but I was curious what he would say opened it welcomed it with open arms. The mindset was let's do it. This is for the team. I'm going to learn. I'm going to be better. So I sent Shamel there. And um, uh, and he and Shamel just has a heart for teaching. Um and uh what was what was amazing about the whole thing is that when uh, when I got the phone call, uh, actually Shamel FaceTimed me on the job. He, he's got Ray on the roof spraying soffits perfectly. He's got a, a sprayer in Jeremy's hand and he's got Bo doing something and it's like, you know, like that team came alive because they were taught the right way. And uh, it was so cool to hear Shamel's feedback. He's like, man, this is a great team. They just needed some direction. They just needed some sort of coaching um, to bring out their potential. And they're wrapping up uh, the next job right after the one that was kind of like a blunder today. And it's awesome because I'm going to go there and see the end result and and just kind of boost up everybody and, and create that culture of like, let's go, you know, great job, Jeremy. I heard you were spraying. Great job, Bo. Great cutting, man. Like, just building that culture. Um, and the second part of this is Shamel's crew. I went to their job, which they were working without Shamel, which is very rare. And they were doing an amazing job. Like, there's leadership happening at every level in my company. Um, and And finally coming out of the storm. We are booked until August. I mean the the production is back you know and it's like just one of those things that i felt called to get on here today to let you know that and i and i did a hiring webinar the other day <sighs> this is something that i just want you to hold near and dear 80% of the problems that you will deal with in your business that bring you stress that bring you worry that put you on edge that you know it all comes down to your hiring process that is it who you allow in your company You need people that take ownership. You need people that want to learn, want to win, want to help, want to contribute. That's it, you know. So um, I just want to give you a little bit of insight on what I've been dealing with. I am no superhero. Please don't think of me as anything other than somebody that does a really good job of reporting what I've learned. That's it, I'm still in the process of growing. I'm still growing my painting business. I'm still growing drip jobs. I'm just a normal guy that just does a really good job of reporting and jumping on here and telling stories about how I do things and what's worked for me. Sometimes I'm a little aggressive about it when I do the breakthroughs, but it's because I wanna get the points across to save people time uh, from, from suffering through learning when I can say, hey, don't do that, do this. So thank you for listening. I hope this gives you some hope. I hope this helps you make a powerful decision today. Whatever that is, maybe it's letting someone go, or maybe it's implementing a new strategy, or maybe it's doing a little extra training, or maybe it's giving somebody an opportunity to do something maybe they haven't done, but maybe they've been wanting to do, or maybe it's just creating a better hiring process for your company. So hope you guys like this. If you loved it, shoot me a message on Instagram, let me know about it, or find me somewhere. And tell me uh, what your thoughts are on this podcast. So thank you guys. As always look forward to chatting with you or maybe even doing a business breakthrough with you somewhere in the future. Hey, what's up? Thank you so much for checking out the Contractor Secrets Podcast. Hey, if you haven't already signed up for drip jobs, I want to give you an awesome deal. So typically we only do a 14 day free trial for anyone that wants to try drip jobs. But since you're a podcast listener, I think I owe it to you to give you a little something. So if you sign up for drip jobs and then message us, let us know that you're a podcast listener. We'll give you an extra two weeks to try it out. So you will get a 30 day free trial. We are so confident that you're gonna absolutely love it to help you manage your business. It's gonna help you stay organized. It's gonna help you send estimates. It's gonna help you collect payments and invoice your customers. And not only that, it's gonna help you automate communication to your customers like never before. So if you're on the fence about it, I hope this gives you a little push uh, to try it out and you can sign up for that free trial at dripjobs.com. Just remember to send us a message after you sign up and let us know that you want to take advantage of the podcast offer for the extended trial. Thanks so much for listening and we'll catch you on the next episode.